here for another episode and I'm joined by the lovely Amara the Empress Oracle of Instagram the most extraordinary woman ever to have lived (laughs) (laughs) and And we're definitely here to have like a really juicy like expansive conversation Mm -hmm. Amara helps people like literally like take control feel empowered of their own timeline like understand like manifestation and receiving and like Mm -hmm. all of that in such a different like energetic visceral way than a lot of us are like conditioned to even in like new age spiritual stuff it's like completely different so Mm -hmm. I wanted to invite her on to have like this conversation for all the witchy and weird people so welcome Amara Thank you, thank you, thank you. And of course, we have the siren blasting by. Hopefully that doesn't affect the recording. Listen, it's just here to announce that I'm here. Hello, <laughs> I'm here. I'm, I feel welcomed. I'm excited. This is going to be so good. Yeah, so my, my first question for you is kind of like, how did you like understand, because I know you went through like a um, career pivot, but like, how did you come yeah. to understanding that like you're the person to bring this new reality for people? Like, how did that come about? Um, the biggest thing for me was sitting with myself. So I, you mentioned a career pivot. So I have done a lot of different things. And I think people listening to this podcast can relate to that. I've done a lot of different things. I've worn a lot of different hats in my life. But funnily enough, the thing that I most wanted to talk about, energetics, quantum prosperity, magic, none of that really factored into what I was doing and um, at least not in overt ways. And even when I started coaching, Mm. I started coaching last year. And I remember the first client I'd ever had, it was around structuring business and marketing and all these things, very masculine energy, heavy um, topics and conversations. And it didn't light me up in the same way. Nowhere in there did I factor in like intuition and, you know, my empathic nature, um, psychicness, again, none of the energetic work and beliefs that I was integrating in my life. And so I had kind of like a pretty stark rock bottom last year, at the end of last year, around 2020. So 2020 comes around and I'm in coaching and I'm, I'm escalating really quickly. I'm making near five figure months every month doing really, really amazing, but something's missing. And I launched something in November out of that place and that space of something's missing and crickets, nothing happens. And it was kind of this moment. It was this like pivoting, pivotal moment where I realized this isn't what I want to do. And it's like, once that happened, this dark negative spiral took over And I was just like, I shouldn't be doing this. This isn't the work for me. I don't know what I thought I could do, what I could accomplish, blah, blah, blah. And it just proceeded to get worse. So I, I was doing really well financially. And then everything just sort of like fell apart, (laughs) like everything structurally, financially, all the things. And through this process, this rock bottom, I often don't believe that we need rock bottoms to get to our next level. But what I do think is interesting about rock bottoms is it opens you up to a new perspective because you're kind of at your lowest point, right? And so it's either you wallow at being at the bottom or you look up and maybe you see light (laughs) or maybe you don't, maybe you just want to test your rock climbing capabilities and see if you get, you can get out of the other side, whatever it is, whatever sparks that, that perspective uh, shift. But I was like, something needs to change. I don't know what, I'm not exactly happy in my life. I'm not exactly happy with what I'm doing. And I, I came to this conclusion in that like silence, right? Cause a lot of silence happened. There was really nothing happening in business for me. Like, you know, there weren't like client interactions and new things happening, new, new things launching. So business was quiet. 
relationship wise, there was like a calling process happening where I was letting go of certain people in my life. So it left a lot of time for me to be alone with myself. And so you asked, how did I come to, this is the work that I want to do. It's through that aloneness, funnily enough. And it's such a scary, vulnerable place. I remember I heard this years back. I was the speaker and she was talking about how she was going through a similar dark time. And she ended up going into like a hot yoga class <laughs> and she ended up on, um, on the mat, not realizing it was hot yoga. And the teacher's like, you need to sit in the hot loneliness. Like it's, you have to sink in. And she ended up like bawling her eyes out on the mat because all of these emotions welled up all of these, you know, just this big void opened up where a lot fell out <laughs> and essentially, you know, presented itself to her. And I feel like that's what I went through at the end of last year. And then I started to put the pieces back together, the things I liked, the things that I didn't like. I wasn't trying to like divorce myself from anything or separate myself from anything or let go of anything in terms of like, I don't need this. It didn't serve me. I firmly believe like everything, good, bad, ugly serves us. Right. So in the last six months or so I was putting those pieces back together then I end up through just looking around on Instagram I ended up encountering Captolia Captolia E and Captolia online and she was doing a lot of branding she's like a brand enchantress you know her Amanda and um I was like oh here's this person who's doing something to your point of like, this is something I've seen before, right? The work that I'm doing is something that has popped up, but it's not being done like anybody else I've seen. She's overtly witchy, overtly, like you can tell she's a Scorpio from a mile away. <laughs> Would come to find out later that she's a projector like I am. So that also influenced some of my decision-making around like, do I want to be part of this person's world? Is this something that I really want to like dive into? And I was like, hell fucking yeah. Because at the end of the day, I should have checked. Cursing is okay. Yeah, it's fine. Right? Okay. <laughs> um, at the end of the day, who I was at 15 was essentially like the girl locked up in her room predicting and prophesizing in all honesty. Like even back then, I'm going to do this. This is what's going to happen. I'm going to receive this. Crystals, trying to find like how to buy sage at 15 with no money. Like <laughs> I was that, I was that person. I've always been the person that believes in fairies. I've always wanted to be a fairy. I've always wanted to fixate on the magic and the potential of this world rather than the brutality and the fear that happens in this world. So when I combine that with my love of really helping people enhance their lives, when I combine that with, with my love of helping people really sink in and savor their lives where they are now, because so much of my work, when we're talking about divine timing, right? And, and timeline jumping and quantum prosperity and all these things of leaping we forget that there's a launch pad there's a launching point right so I really wanted to be I'm not exactly where I want to be just yet right like I have big dreams I have a big vision I know where I'm going I know what I'm aiming for but I don't let myself get so lost and wrapped up in the future that I'm never present in the now and I think that's the fundamental piece of what's missing in terms of like manifestation, right? We see all this stuff all the time and it's usually born from this place of I'm not happy with my life now. Mm -hmm. So I need to have new things. I desire more because what I have now is not good. Mm -hmm. And that completely, it completely divorces our focus from the real problem, which is I'm powerless in my life. And that's what I'm really upset about. That's what I'm really angry about. I feel like no matter what I do, you know, my upcoming program, Rain, we're talking toxic self archetypes. Actually, the doors are open now, so it's not even upcoming anymore, but <laughs> we're talking toxic self archetypes. And one of the identities in that program is called the martyr, right? So no matter what I do, I'm always wrong. Hmm. The victim, nobody loves me. I'm always rejected. Nobody sees me. I keep putting myself out there to no avail. And so these emotions, our perception on reality, when we talk like quantum realm, what, what is the quantum realm? I call it the quantum realm because I literally imagine 
it as a place where we pull out potential realities. But at the end of the day, if we want to talk science and some fun stuff, like we all have quantum fields, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's our electromagnetic field. It's what we're literally like attracting. And what we're attracting, and this is so butchered, I'm not a science person, but I love this shit. So I, I, I talk about it in a very geeky way, but, <laughs> but what we're attracting is what we're perceiving of our reality. So if we want more, in other words, like this was my conundrum. I'm like, okay, I want to feel super satisfied in my life. I want to feel super successful. I want to feel juiced up and loved up and tapped in and turned on and high in the most natural way possible. Yeah. I want to feel like I'm walking on cloud nine. I want to feel like one in a million. That's like a motto, like a, like a credo in my brand. If that's the way that I want to feel, why do I have to wait for it? Mm. Right. Why? Like, if we're talking manifesting, why does it always feel like it's something that's ahead of me? That's not quite in front of me. That's not like it's forever out of my reach. What if I'm that now? What if I love my now? What if I fall in love with time and use time, not even use time, but enchant time as an ally, a lover, you can even think of time as a lover instead of my enemy and my adversary, where I get my back up and I get defensive and I get upset and I get really locked into like my black hole of emotions and negativity around my present reality, not realizing that that's what's attracting all the shit I don't want coming in from the future. And that's what's ha that's what has me fixating on the bullshit from the past. Mm. So I got really obsessed by, I think this has always been me though. Like I'm always obsessed by the games we play with ourselves and how we shoot ourselves, <laughs> for lack of a better <laughs> word, like how we just fuck ourselves over, but also how we're constantly forgetting that even when we fuck ourselves over, those are teaching points. That's like the learning curve. Mm -hmm. That's the best parts. That's the juiciest stuff because no one's going to have the wisdom that you have quite the way that you have, right? Like the golden nuggets that you've been able to mine from some of the cave-ins in your life, no one else is going to have. So that's beautiful too. So in other words, I was like, this life feels really beautiful. I want as much pleasure from it as possible, but I also want to feel strong and brave and kind and compassionate when it all goes wrong as well. Mm. And I don't want to use manifesting or what's coming to me in the future, what I know is coming to me as in the future as a crutch or an excuse mm. to stop being present in the now, to get mad at the now, to distance myself from the people around me. You know, we were talking behind the scenes about like the fact that I have this love program. The reason that was important to me is because I don't want I don't want to be part of perpetuating the message that success means that you don't have people who love you mm. and success means that you don't get to have it all, right? Like something has to give in order for you to have multi-millions, have, mm. you know, the kind of like reputation that you desire where people just know you and they're like, I want to work with her or whatever it is. I want it all. I want a loving family. I want amazing friends. I want amazing business relationships. You know, I have a relationship with you now. It feels effortless. It feels at ease because I'm not putting you on a hierarchy or a pedestal. I don't present so that you treat me in the same way. We're just two people having a conversation. Mm -hmm. And then magic is about to like do, 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 unfold. <laughs> but if I had an expectation and I walked in here with a chip on my shoulder, we would be manifesting something very different. Do you, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So I don't know if that answered your question, <laughs> but I got really passionate about it. <laughs> no, I That's think good question. Yeah, I think that it's great. And it kind of like already like segued into like the other questions of like, what do you do? What are you passionate about? Like, what are you helping other people with? And like you kind of touched on like those main points of like the yeah. way that we're currently seeing things and the way that we're taught to view like manifestation or receiving or success and and any like relationships or anything mm. in society it's like you're yes. just like no that's not it like we're tapping into like this higher like quantum kind of like we're going straight to the yes. going right to the energy we're not mm. focusing on like what other people Preach. are saying <laughs> what yes. things that have been going down right like on this podcast we talk a lot about like not listening to new age spirituality. And I feel like there's a lot of limitations and a lot of that stuff. So that's why yeah. I'd be interested to know, like, so what do you, what, like, 
I guess, what barriers do you want to break down and like share with people? Or like, what would you recommend for people who are like, I see this life for myself. I always dream of this life for myself. I want to like be that, like how you're talking about, like I just tapped into my timeline and I created it and I'm yeah. here. People who are like, I want this. How do you do this? <laughs> well, I think, okay. So the biggest thing, first of all, I highly recommend y'all all check out um, Prophecy, the Art of Divine Timing. That's a masterclass that I'm doing. I'm transitioning my one-to-one portal where I do this in depth and moving that into a masterclass space so everybody can just get in on this goodness. But essentially when I'm going into a prophecy session, when I'm talking about prophesizing, which is so much deeper than affirmations and writing things down on pieces of paper. And it's, it's even, I think it's what it really comes down to for me, what made this offer so special and kind of launched me into this space where I'm now talking to you and people want to know more about what I do. Prophecy was the start of it all. And it's the foundation of a lot of what I talk about, because it is, it's divine timing, divine timeline. The thing with, with prophecy is it's more than an affirmation. It's a commitment to the knowing, Hmm. the knowing that absolute abundance and pleasure is yours. And that you don't have to know the exact face of it or the parameters or the structure of it. You don't have to get super specific with it if you don't want to, but whatever it is that you want and not necessarily even to gain, to feel, right? I had a client um, tell me that she just wanted to trust that she wasn't a fraud, that this wasn't all just some kind of hoax or something that she'd manipulated, right? Trusting that your worth is so much deeper than something some old king, priest, emperor laid down on you and was like, hey, divine right, I'm going to rule the world. I'm more worthy to rule everyone. You are not. (laughs) Spoiler alert, because God chose me. We're moving past that paradigm, I think. I, I think it really comes down to committing to your desires. So how do you commit to your desires? There's a reason why prophecy sessions took two hours because it was such a potent, such a potent, heavy question in a lot of ways. It starts with first and foremost, looking at, I was actually talking about this in my membership space today, our low energy triad, I call it. So it's guilt, disappointment, shame. Hmm. What are the sources of those things for you? Because oftentimes when I talk about desire, you either have a really intense positive reaction or a really intense negative reaction. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes desires feel great and then other times desires feel big and scary. And you're like, oh, and it feels like shit in your body and your nervous system reacts to it. Mm -hmm. And you're not really in a place where you're ready to align with it because you don't feel physically motivated let alone mentally and emotionally motivated to even conceptualize what it would be like to have your dream life, we'll call it, right? So it comes down to really looking at, I've made a lot of low energy choices, right? Things that I might regret, things that I might be ashamed of, things that I still kind of hold over myself when I fail or fuck up or make mistakes. What is the source of that? How far back does this go? And I actually revealed this in my membership space today. For me, what I realized, a, a huge, the biggest source, because I went through this whole like death rebirth situation right on the cusp of this new season, right on the cusp of this program, right as a, it was the perfect way to energetically set the table for this new program and everything I was walking into. Because I started to feel like my power was collapsing. I started to feel like what I was prophesizing for myself, what I had been prophesizing since the start of this like new phase in my life and new business phase wasn't going to happen. I started to get in my head. I was doubting, was overthinking a lot of low energy choices, guilt, shame, um, and disappointment. And so for me, the source of that really came from as far back as I can remember knowing that like my parents had me very young right? So they're very, very young parents had me like 1920 situation. And it really derailed their lives having children young. And I was the first and I was not a planned pregnancy. So knowing that I was the source of burden for most of my mom's life, who was a single mom, right? And, And having it communicated to me, like, no matter what she means about it now, or what she might have meant or whatever, mistakes were made, things were said, and it has been communicated to me before that I have either been a burden or life would be different if you weren't around sort of thing. Or I picked that up. I intuited that. 
whatever it was. We don't want to gaslight our intuition. I know I felt that as well coming from her and just feeling that all my life, like I was a mistake. Like I wasn't supposed to be here. Right. I'm not, I'm, I'm a mistake. I wasn't supposed to be born and anything, anytime I fuck up, anytime I make a mistake, anytime things are not going my way, it's because I wasn't actually supposed to be here. It's a really dark. Yeah source of shame but you know this you do shadow work I'm sure as well and you know how dark and deep it can go and so when I realized that that was the source of my shame the practice then became is compromising my alignment with my desires worth wallowing in this fear right now first of all Mm. and second of all can I show myself compassion because of whatever choices I made from this place of shame this deep source of shame And thirdly, can I show compassion to my mom who may or may not have communicated, intimated, or let let on that that was the way that she was feeling? Because we are all doing our best all the time. Mm -hmm. And can I accept that whether or not it felt like a surprise or mistake or whatever, that I chose to be here, right? I I choose every single day, regardless of your beliefs about what goes on beyond the veil. I, I personally believe that I, you know, we choose to manifest as humans, right? We may not know where our destinies are going to take us. We may not know because we get to choose that along the way. But the fact is, I could have said adios. <laughs> I could have said adios to this whole situation at any point, but I didn't. I still choose to be here. So if I'm going to continue to choose to be here, why am I going to get mad at my reality? Why am I going to get mad at the world as though they're the problem, as though I'm powerless, as though I don't have a choice here? I do have a choice. I'm choosing to be here right now. I'm choosing to look at you. I'm choosing to be in this podcast. I'm choosing to show up on my Instagram. I'm choosing to run a business. Like it's a whole thing. So really discovering the source of your shame is so powerful because it helps you. It helps you see, first of all, how the shame, even if it has led to regrets and bad decisions, it has served you. It has meant something. It has helped you create something. It's giving you a new awareness. There's gold in that, right? And then once we go through the shame, it's, it's about uncovering your fears as well. Like, what are your fears if you were to actually have what you desire? And systematically going in, this is what I would do during a prophecy session, systematically going in and converting those thoughts, transforming them. Like, mm-hmm. is that the actual truth? Or is that just the narrative you've built up in your mind based on the play, the drama that you want to be a part of because it's comfortable. It feels good in your body when you're used to stress and trauma and, ang- and anxiety and anguish to create more of that. The anomaly is actually stepping outside of that. And even in a world, I was saying this in my membership call today as well, like even in a world like this one where we are literally fed constantly low level frequencies of unworthiness all the time. You should look this way. You should show up this way you should work this way. You should have this much money in your bank account. You should have this kind of partner. You should have this kind of child. You should have this, just your whole lifestyle has been written by society, right? And you're talking about like, this is doing things differently, right? Not following the status quo. That's huge. Mm -hmm. It's huge to let go of the fear of that, of being the person who's like, that's not for me. Mm -hmm. I want more. I want something different. And so exploring your source of shame, exploring those fears. We would do that during a prophecy session. So I would say, if you want to prophesize something, if you want to commit to a big, bold desire, if you want to quantum leap, if you want all of those things, we've got to start there. You can't ignore those things. And you've got to make that a part of your, I don't even want to use the word arsenal. I would say so much as we can go spellbook. This is witchy and weird, right? So you can make that part of your grimoire. You can make that part of your story. You can make that part of your empowerment. And then from there, we go into what you desire. What do you want? How does it feel? Like once we take out the fear, once we take away the shame, how does it feel to want what you want? What is it about your desires that makes you so excited to show up for them? to even contemplate them, right? To even start to fantasize about them. What is it about them? Because it's not even the things themselves, right? It's not the money in the bank account. It's not the new car. It's the feeling that you're going to have in your body. That's a feminine energetic right there. How is it going to feel in your body when you have this experience? Not when you jump into this outcome or finally gain that result. It's the experience that you're excited about. 
And from there, I'm able to, because it's part of my potency, part of my magic, I'm able to take apart from that what you're, you're receiving. I'm able to extract your receiving frequency from what you tell me. Mm-hmm. So essentially, the way I view it, there's different sensations, words, feelings in your body that create your unique receiving frequency. And so for me personally, wonder, power, ease, that's how I get into my receiving mode. Mm -hmm. That's how I start to like create the things that are on its way to me that I've already caught glimpses of because psychic, hello, we're seeing ahead (laughs) of future timelines, getting impressions. And we all have this ability. Anytime we want something so deeply, it's because we've got the synchronicity to prove it. We've seen it show up so many times. And so I'm able to extract your receiving frequency. So I would say, figure out what your receiving frequency is. What is it that makes you so lit up? What puts you in the receiving vibe? And then from there, based on what I have seen in terms of your patterns, and so you can do this too when you journal, Mm -hmm. go in, looking at the shame, looking at the fear. What are the patterns? How How do I react to these things? How do I feel how, when I'm triggered by something or activated by something, what's my vibe in those situations? How do I treat myself? How do I treat other people? When you start to see some of the patterns of the ways that you react, you can start to, um, figure out what your weaknesses are for lack of a better term. This, these are the areas that I can improve, right? So basically what we do is and what you can do is find what your source of shame is, really explore those fears, mm-hmm. objectively, gently, lovingly, get in there and figure out what your receiving frequency is. Pull the patterns, right, that you've, you've witnessed in your life, the things that actually are the things that need to change in order for you to have more of what you want. Because you, if you don't change those patterns, if you don't change those inherent reactions or quote unquote bad habits, you're just going to continue creating the past. You're not going to be in any way, shape or form aligning with the future. Right. And then from there, you, we make a statement and it's profound of, you know, and, and honestly, what I do, what I would do at the end of a prophecy session is I would send you something that sounds like very Oracle-like <laughs> where it's like, once you do X, Y, Z, you will release this and receive this. And it, it comes through me and it's this incredible trans- transmission. So you get to have fun with it. For those who are listening to this, I want to do this at home. You get to have fun with it. Channel something divine, right? This is, you're not just this ordinary human flesh bag, right? You are this like divine, enchanting, loving, beloved being. And you've got to treat yourself like that's true. So you write your future, not in terms of I wish or I hope or I want. We don't use frilly, fragile <laughs> words like that. We go in and we're like, you're going to have xyz and there's something that happens a kind of magic that comes over the person when we do this because they've already gone through the darkest part of the journey right and then we pulled out all of the magic of that darkness and then we've sunken into what's coming and it's like holy shit i'm capable of having that i'm capable of creating that my god so you believe it when i'm saying these like divine i'm giving you this divine transmission the belief is there because you've, you've undergone this incredible journey. And so here we are. So in other words, let yourself journey, right? Let yourself journey through the shame, the fear, explore your desires, be very specific, not necessarily in the things that you're going to have or who's going to show up so much as what you are truly open to receiving as an essence, right? As like a vibe as a non-negotiable, as a standard, right? We're talking, we're playing bigger than just like, I'm going to have fucking millions by the time I'm 30. So what happens after you're 30, right? What happens once you're 31? What are you going to do then? <laughs> that's, that's why prophecy is so potent and so different. I think that's what makes my work so attractive. I don't know as I've ever been able to explain it like that. So thank you for giving me the space to just like <laughs> vibe because I was like, that's beautiful. I can't wait to listen to that back. <laughs> <laughs> I love that yeah I think that happens to me all the time you're just like spirit is like speaking through you and you're like oh Mm -hmm. crap like what that was Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah that was some that was some dope (laughs) like mm, 
<laughs> delish. <laughs> yeah, I love that because it's like I I do agree. I think a lot of people when we're thinking of manifestation, we're thinking of short term. We're thinking of this like how you're saying I'm not feeling empowered right now. I'm not feeling happy. I'm not feeling loved. Whatever it is, and yep. I just want to get out of that feeling as quickly as possible. How can I quickly escape this feeling? And like we talk about this, like doing the shadow work, like, and what you're saying, like really address those fears, really sink into them and feel them and and give them that space. And then once you're like out of that, feel like, feel into like, what do I actually want? What can I actually feel and see for myself receiving in my whole life? Not just like right in the next three months, I want to have a different apartment. It's like, what, where are you going to be for your whole entire life? Like, that's, that's awesome. I like that. (laughs) Yeah. Like, why can't we just expect that not only will I have the apartment, but I essentially want to always know and have and receive an incredible place to live that takes my breath away. That makes me feel amazing. I don't care what chapter in my life I'm in. I'm always going to have that, that level of potency, that level of confidence and that knowing it's irreplaceable. It's attached to your power. And that's the thing. I think of like, even in moments like this, ordinarily in the past, I would be nervous to do something like this, believe it or not. I'm not, (laughs) I'm a pretty charismatic person. Um, I'm an ambivert. And so I do like need my moments of introvertedness and all this stuff, but I work with around people and with people and talk with people really, really well. But in situations like this, where it would be spotlighted on me and really focused on like what my magic is at another point in time, I would have been nervous about something like this. But what is so powerful about the evolution I've undergone and what I'm bringing to all of my clients and to this world, quite frankly, is that your power ends up being this non-negotiable asset. Like it's always there. So before this podcast, I was like, I don't even need to know what I'm bringing to the table. I don't need to know what I'm speaking on. I asked you no questions. I just went along. I I was like, invitation, correct. Felt it in my body. Wonderful. We are good to go. I'm just going to let her lead. I'm going to let them lead. I'm sorry. I'm going to let them lead and do their thing. And then I'm going to trust my flow and I'm going to trust my magic because I'm fucking powerful. How do I know that I'm powerful? Well, I make high energy choices whenever I'm given the opportunity. And so because of that, I can trust my direction. I can trust where I'm going. I can trust myself to navigate. I think it's really difficult for people to think of them sometimes as strong. Like I was a reformed people pleaser, believe it or not. And like, you know, really focused on being nice all the time and just not wanting to be abandoned or rejected or any of those things. And I really admired people, especially women for me and like women of color, especially who could stand on and stand for what they believe in and loudly and loudly in their spaces. You know, I'm Latin and I've grown up with really fierce Latinas in my life, but I've never actually considered myself one. And the irony is a lot of people would see that strength in me or that power in me and just assume everything was good and everything was okay. But I had a distorted view of myself. And so when I, I used to shy away from words like power, but then it was something I really wanted. Like it's something so juicy and wonderful and sexy about being that powerful person. But immediately, I think the way we're conditioned nowadays is like when you hear power, you're like badass. We've got to be a badass. We've got to be like in the leather jacket and have the dark makeup. And when you look at someone like me, I don't even think that you necessarily assume that we would do something like shadow work or give it that kind of context inside of a session because I'm very like romantic and loving and happy. But that's kind of the beautiful flip side of all of that is like where there's gentleness there's also ferocity right and so I think part of this journey for me has been really about tapping into and owning and loving on that fierceness it's tempered by kindness but it's not it's okay for me to be radically steep right and and to speak on the things that I care about and not have all the answers not place myself in a hierarchy in order to like justify this is right my perspective is right you can't question me to avoid being challenged that's not that's not what I'm here for but still being able to express myself authentically without holding back that 
power, when you have that, when you know that, when you tap into that, of course, it becomes easy to prophesize, to manifest, to enjoy what you're manifesting. Manifestation is the process, right? And then we often forget that. It's so easy to enjoy that process because within that process, you know, you're making high energy, powerful choices and you're like, damn, good. And then when the actualization happens, when the thing shows up and you're like, oh my God, or the experience or whatever it was, it's like, yeah, duh. It's like almost like a logical thing. Like, yeah, because it's a reflection of me and where I'm at. So as long as I've got this power, which means I don't need to be rich right now, doesn't mean I have to be in the ideal living situation right now. It doesn't mean that I have to have a million clients right now. It doesn't mean that my business has to look outwardly a certain way at any point. Where I'm at right now is perfect because I'm powerful. And then whatever comes next, yeah, because I'm powerful. <laughs> do you see what I'm saying? Like, do you, do you get where I'm going with this? Yeah. So it feels really magical. Yeah. And I want to draw attention. So two things came up when you were talking for me. So yes, you're such a good interviewer, by the way. I love this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, One thing that you talked about like before and how you, you always admired certain people for certain things, but you were that. I think that can also be a piece that people can start to think about if you're like, I'm not sure what I want my life to look like, what my zone of genius is, what, you know, all of that is for me. Like, what are my Mm -hmm. desires? Like, Mm -hmm. what are people that you love, things that you're drawn to stuff that like, you're like, Oh, I really wish I was like this person. And like you were saying, like people saw you as powerful, but you never felt that. Yeah. When you start to look at even those types of patterns in your life, and then you'll see like, oh, I actually am really drawn to people who are powerful because I know deep down that I'm powerful and I'm not allowing myself to like express that. Mm -hmm. So that's something that people I feel like could look at if they're like, what? I'm not sure yet. Like where Mm -hmm. this? And then Mm -hmm. um, the other thing that I think is really important is how you're saying like making sure we're we're taking like empowered actions and we're doing like high vibration things Mm -hmm. that really feels like potent because it's sometimes I feel like we set like okay I want to manifest this I want this and then like you said we revert back to this like old thing Mm -hmm. and maybe we don't think it's related because oh that's not the choice that I just made has nothing to do with my manifestation so it's okay if I do that and it's like no we need consistently be taking that yes. like high vibration action and I, I that really came through clear when you were speaking so I yes. want to remind people of that like we always talk about like empowerment is a huge thing for me too and like my business and the podcast it's like where in every single aspect of your life can you be making those empowered decisions taking mm-hmm. empowered action asking yourself empowered questions and like that's going to be what's going to lead you to like the highest vibration for whatever it is that you're trying to attain or be or emanate. So I think that is something like, even if you're maybe scared to do the other stuff that we're talking about, because that stuff can be scary, which is why like you're here to work with people, you know, (laughs) Um, that can be something that you can start to do. Like, okay, how can I feel empowered? What's like one decision or thing I can do that makes me feel empowered today. That makes Mm -hmm. me feel like you said, like juicy or lit up or love. Yeah is so Mm -hmm. that's like a huge I think that that's a huge like even just adopting that as like a lifestyle is gonna it takes you far it takes you beyond any trend and I want to add to that that because I was talking about this in my membership space today it's like really fresh for me actually so I was talking about this because within that low energy triad I mentioned right guilt shame and disappointment it can be really easy to just keep pinging between the three points, right? So you're just like in this triangular loop, if you will. And it's like, how do you make a high energy choice? For example, when you're like overthinking or you might be avoidant or anxious or what have you, how do you make the high energy choice in that situation? How do you gain perspective? How do you do the thing? Neutrality is such a beautiful thing, y'all neutrality is such a beautiful thing and sometimes to get into that neutral state it can just simply be stepping out of the binary construct that we're like taught essentially good is good and bad is bad right you know we're learning now more than ever I mean honestly thanks to the fluidity of gender I would I would credit to be honest we're learning that there's so many other options there's so many other choices there's so many different ways to be a man or woman or none of the above or all of the above right So similarly, there's not good or bad or right or wrong the way that our minds would like to think 
So when you're in that low energy triad where you're like guilt, shame, dis disappointment, and it's this, this loop that I keep mentioning, it can be really easy to be like, I did a bad thing or I did a good thing for me. And one gets praised and the other one gets shamed even more. Neutrality. Asking a question that breaks that mold where it's not like, did I just do a bad thing or did I just do a good thing? It's like, where do I grow from here? Mm -hmm. What's the next thing? What am I learning? It's a question that lives outside of that binary. Any question that lives outside of that, that binary, I actually call it a disrupting question because it disrupts that cascade into negativity where there's like a black hole at the bottom, right? We don't want to go there. And like I said, we don't need rock bottom. It's not necessary or required to get to the next level ever. Sometimes we end up stumbling <laughs> into them, <laughs> not on purpose, but it happens. Knowing how to navigate them, yes, is important. But honestly, when you have power, you can navigate anything. And you realize that rock bottom is just a freaking cracking the sidewalk rather than this white like gigantic precipice but to my point of like neutrality neutrality is so key because when you can't do anything or say anything or be anything you're like I don't know who I'm becoming and I don't know how to feel any different and I don't know how to see this any other way whatever you try to manifest from that place even when you try to manifest support from that place it's going to be out of a desperate needing energy where like I need to break this cycle I need someone to help me get out of this negative loop you've got to get yourself out of the negative loop and the only way that you're going to be able to get yourself out of that negative loop is to find that neutral space and then from there it's like that disrupting question starts to break apart the the density of, of, of all that toxicity that you might be experiencing. And then you can start to make a more lucid, brave, different, exciting, juicy, whatever choice, abundant choice, but not before, right? Like we, I think that's the thing we forget. It's like, again, in that binary system, it's like low to high, mm -hmm. but what happens in between? Yeah. Right. Well, what happens in between, there's like a limbo, a neutral space, and it's okay to be there. Like I tell my clients all the time, if you don't feel aligned with it now, you're aligning with it, right? It's not that you're never aligned or you're never going to align with it. It's either you're aligning or you're aligned. You'll know you're aligned because you, you'll know. There's really no other way to say it. You'll know because you'll know. But when you don't know and you're confused and you're muddled and you're feeling negative about your situation or you, can, you just don't know what the next step is to make, you're aligning. So let yourself align, right? Let yourself start to experience where you're at, navigate, move, shift, flow, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Cause like for me, I help a lot of people with like deep trauma and that's like creating yeah. safety in your body. And that mm -hmm. was the thing that I realized Amazing. is like, people are just saying like, how can I feel safe in my body? It's like, if I don't feel like I have no safety in my body, like feeling safe in my body, like getting from one to the other, that binary is too mm. much. It's overwhelming. It's like, yeah, that triggers me to even like, think of feeling safe. So like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I just, like, like you could have said it better. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like it makes it even worse. So it's like, how can I feel safer? What is a step that can make me get into that direction? Or like you said, how can I even feel neutral in my body where it's not safe? It's not unsafe, but it's like getting to that space. So mm -hmm. I think that that's also, yeah, I like that you brought that up because it is about mm -hmm. like the steps, like some people, like you said, can like shift from here all the way over to there really quickly. And that's awesome. But sometimes yeah. it's like, okay, I just need to make some forward action, do something that's getting me there. Because like you said, if that process of aligning, it's like, then I just know that I'm still getting there. And it's not like, oh, I haven't had the immediate gratification and I'm sad. So I failed. Yes. I'm, I know that I'm getting there. <laughs> well, I think, you know what though, in saying, I love that you said that because it makes it so much more inclusive, right? It's not like you're, um, you have to be a certain kind of person in order to have the life that you want. I think that's the gripe that a lot of people have, like in the coaching industry, you'll see someone talk about like, you just got to get into the vibe or whatever. And there's a lot of people who are in the middle of that, right? In the middle of that spectrum, they're not so far on either side who are like, but what if I don't know how, or what if I don't know what to do next? Or what if, what if, what if, and are in this like overthinking, anxious, avoidant, or scared or whatever it is, can't get into it, can't feel it in their body, whatever it is. And so I can understand their frustration because it means 
okay, am I left out of the conversation then? If I don't, if I can't get into the vibe, if I can't get to this high energy place and space, then I'm just a lost cause. And what I'm saying with my work and my brand and all the things is I highly respect and expect all of my clients to show up powerfully as often as they can. And when they can't, to communicate that they can't. Mm. to communicate and use their voice or to give themselves space until they can express where they're at. That being said, nowhere in there do I think that you have to be the superhuman who essentially has it together all the fucking time. And it's just this easy, simple one, two, three switch because triggers are a real thing. You know, I'm someone who suffered a lot of trauma in my life. I still get really in my head if someone raises their voice at me. Mm-hmm. I, it's really hard for me sometimes to remember I'm a powerful being when there's someone screaming at me because it reminds me of my childhood. Mm-hmm. And so that's a real fucking thing. That's something that we can't forget in all of this. You can be a magnetic, amazing, powerful, juicy, abundant person, but will that mean that you never navigate fear? Absolutely not. Will that mean that you won't be challenged? No. <laughs> but what it does mean is that you have a choice to make. And sometimes the only choice to make is that neutral space, is that neutrality of like, I'm not going left or right. I'm not going to push myself into that binary structure of like good, bad, left, right, high, low. I'm just going to let myself coast and not make it mean anything about where I'm going, who I'm becoming, what's possible for me. I'm just cooling it, cooling my jets, resting, relaxing, being at peace, waiting for that clarity to come, inviting that clarity to come, mm-hmm. meditating, getting centered, staying silent, instead of vocalizing when there's that anxiety and confusion or whatever, you, no one can hear you anyway, right? Like no one is going to be able to absorb your message because it's so muddled anyway. Mm-hmm. So don't force yourself, make a decision that puts you in that neutral space so you can heal, gather, gather your resources, whatever you need to do, And then break that loop, like I was saying, of guilt, shame, disappointment, and do something completely meaningless, right? Exist in a meaningless way, if you will, like just nothing. I can't tell you how many times that's been so useful for me where I would just essentially like sit in my bed wrapped up like a bunch of blankets and just live through what is passing through me Mm -hmm. instead of trying to be like, this boss bitch person who's like, oh, gonna get it done or whatever it is. My vision for myself, prophecy, all of these things does not change, is not contingent on what I'm going through. This will always fluctuate. Me as a human will always fluctuate. Energy in motion, energy is temporary anyway. Mm -hmm. Energy can be invested in all kinds of places. You can pull it back, take it, give it, whatever. Your power is constant. But when you're like this and you've got the constant power, but you're like this and you look, everything's chaotic. Are you focusing on this? No, you're like, ah, everything's chaotic. So this has to slow down and then you get back to this and that's valid and good and still juicy and still fucking exciting and still amazing and still powerful and strong and courageous and all the things, unless you make it mean something else. And then we're then we're we got to start the process all over again <laughs> yeah and I think that's why it's really important um to look at like you said the big picture the long term mm-hmm. because if if like you said I need to take those few days or whatever it is to process whatever is going through me and if I'm thinking more short term for manifestation I'm thinking mm-hmm. oh no this one day is worth so much and I'm losing so much by not showing up for this one day and yeah. Exactly. But if you're thinking like long-term, I know this is for me because I'm saying my power around this, this one or two days is actually part of the process and it's going to be. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I I wouldn't be more happy right now. (laughs) That's exactly it. It's part of the process. It's the journeying. That's so exciting. You know, like when you're, when you're planning a vacation, if you're just focused on what's going to happen when you get there, right? You're just focused on what's happening when you get there, but you're trying to control how good it's going to be or where you're going to go and all these things. 
you're not actually focusing on what it's like to even be journeying in the destination because there's levels of that too. Like you can book the stay at the resort, let's say somewhere, but what activities are you going to do? Who are you going to meet? Like there's all these little things that can happen, all this magic and potential waiting for you, even at the destination. But then also what about the journey there? The plane ride, the car, the taxi driver, the like so many, I have the most incredible memories and stories from literally like being on a plane or on a taxi to go somewhere exciting and that makes it just as exciting sometimes it's even more exciting than what actually happened when I got there and that is what I want for my life because even though I know like destination wise this is coming for me or this is going to happen for me it's not going to mean anything it's going to like fade out and blur past if everything to get there was meaningless do you know what I'm saying? So I want it all to mean something that I chose that I'm intentional about and I'm not letting my emotions write the script, but I want it to mean something that moves me, that excites me. My handle, for example, the most extraordinary woman, it's not just like a catch-all or an eye-catching thing that makes you stop in your tracks. I know it is. I know I get asked about it a lot, but it's actually part of like my legacy. I made a promise to myself that I'm going to be the most extraordinary woman I know. Mm. That's where that comes from. And so it means something bigger than just my Instagram handle. And when I remember that, it's like, I really don't care what goes on on Instagram. And that was just like a reflection of my choice. Like I'm stepping into something so big. It doesn't matter what happens in the algorithm. It doesn't matter what's happening with someone's friends or in the industry or, you know, a trend or a news thing that pops up. None of that matters. Like I'm, I know what I'm playing for, right? Like I know what game I'm playing and it's not even about playing to win it's about playing to enjoy the game, right? Like I'm playing to enjoy the game. I'm not playing to win. I know I'm going to win. That's irrelevant. That's boring. (laughs) Like I have to love the game. I have to be excited for every level of the game. I, and that's, that's, that's just what I, that's what I want to communicate. You asked me in the beginning, like what barriers am I hoping to dissolve? What am I hoping to bring to the people? It's that feeling of like, this game is fucking amazing. I don't care if I started at the shittiest place at level zero. As I keep escalating and going through this game, it just gets better and better and better and better. And yeah, I'm winning to get to every level, but that's not even the best part, right? It's one of them, but it's not the best part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That I read this psychology book um, and it basically talks about this principle about like people who have like a really intense, like medical thing happened to them their quality of life decreases but then over time it goes back to the same level and they did study with people who won the lottery people who won the lottery they get really intense their quality of life greatly increases and then it goes back to the same level where they were at before they Mm. won the lottery and so that's what it's kind of like reminding me of that it's like no matter what state you're at in life where it's like if you become paraplegic or if you win the lottery you're always going to maintain that status of your quality so that's what I think like when you're talking about it's like don't worry about the destination don't worry about the winning it's like that stuff happened to them that was like an end goal thing for them or you know like a big like Mm -hmm. dramatic thing but then it it always goes back so just focusing on like having the most fun feeling the most joy like doing that within the process that's what's going to elevate your quality of life not like winning the lottery and then having yeah. all then you still have the same quality of life you just have more money yes. <laughs> well here's my thing yeah well I love first of all I love that you shared that because I that is actually such a great way to like add to this conversation I love that fucking so much because who are you when you won the lottery mm-hmm. right like are you in that desperate needing lacking scarcity divorce place that we were talking about Or are you someone who's really proud of the life that they live and who looks at the winning of the lottery as like, not even just, you know, something to be entitled for. Because when I say, you know, of course, duh, it's boring and all those things. I don't want to knock the fact that it happened, right? This great, amazing thing that happens to you. But what is it in the name of, Mm -hmm. right? What does it mean? Because if it means I'm going to suddenly be a better person by winning the lottery, if it means all my problems are going to go away when I win the lottery, that's once again, attributing your power to something circumstantial Mm -hmm. instead of going, I'm powerful. And this is what I was able to create what I was able to pull in. I'm so grateful. First of all, (laughs) second of all, and third of all, 
what is this in the name of? What am I going to do with it? What could I, what could I play with? Who might I become? I'm, I'm becoming the person who won the lottery. Okay. What does that mean? How can I get really intentional, intentional about what that means and be really conscious about what that means? What can I do with this? Where could I go? Who could I help? What? There's so much, it's like an expand, mm-hmm. an expander, right? Have winning the lottery instead of something that retracts you and brings you back into your shell, makes you continually overthink. Because once you get that money, you could be that person who's always overthinking, who's always worried about whose toes they're stepping on, who's always worried about the bad thing that's going to come around the corner. And that person is the one that's been empowered by the money, but except the money isn't empowering. It just feels like another burden or another thing to be accountable for then what was the point right like yeah yeah that's why we get like we see those examples of like people who quote unquote don't have a lot or have nothing but they're so happy with yes and then there's like people who are billionaires and they're like my life sucks everybody hates me I'm alone all Mm -hmm. this stuff and it's like it's yeah it's a part of the capitalist lie that we're taught yeah I love that you're like here saying like no it's we're working to create that for you like feeling happy for yourself loving the journey like being open to these like surprises and miracles and everything because then money becomes the bowl on top it becomes the icing it's the amplifier of who you really are instead of the identifier of who you are and I think that's a really key distinction it's like Money as an identifier is really hollow and it doesn't last long. It's going to be a shallow thing that's not going to really help you. So if you think that, you know, making all the money in the business, for example, is finally going to make you someone or make you someone special, you've completely ignored the fact that you've been special all along Mm -hmm. and that you've done yourself a disservice by never stopping to figure out what your it factor even was. You let the money be the thing that was going to be the it factor that made people want to work with you or buy from you or whatever, or support you or love you. Right. And so that's a very different thing. And I think that's one of the reasons why I don't hate money. Like money and I have had such like a rocky relationship throughout my life. My mom has a very scarcity driven mindset. We've been working on it and it's been really wonderful seeing her manifest incredible things. But I grew up in that space. I'm also Latin. I've lived in redlined areas. Money has been a really hot on hot button touchy subject, but I don't hate money. I don't see it as the root of all evil. I don't see it as something good or bad. I don't even see it as the motor in a capitalist society. I just think of it as an energy. Mm-hmm. And it's an energy that is constantly refilling itself because whether we continue to exchange paper, we exchange resources or whatever it is, it's always going to be a present reality, right? We're always going to be exchanging something for something else. So when you look at it as, again, outside of the binary structure of good or bad or right or wrong, you're like, ah, money is just an energy. And it's an energy that can unlock a lot of incredible opportunities, why not play there? Why not receive it? Why not have it? Why not continue to exchange it? It's not, it's not the problem because our power doesn't lie with money. Our power is our power. And oftentimes people pay you because you're powerful. Mm-hmm. Money is attracted to that power. Money is attracted to that magnetism, that confidence, that knowing, that certainty, right? Money is attracted to your vision. Money's not attracted to like how much you need it and how much you wish you had it for that bill that's coming tomorrow, whatever it is, if that were true, we wouldn't have poverty in the world, right? Mm-hmm. If that's how money worked, but it, it's not like that. And so when you start to look at it as like this expander and this amplifier, again, rather than an identifier, suddenly you are the one with the power and with the money mm-hmm. and in your power, you can choose to do something really special with the money. And if you're the kind of person who wants to give back to the world and enhance the world and see the world flourish you get to do that with money but making an adversary of money is counterproductive and counterintuitive and makes no damn sense <laughs> quite frankly you know oh we could talk about that all day long too <laughs> well, this is good stuff I'm loving this conversation yeah so do you have any last like thing that you wanted to share or piece mm-hmm. of advice or anything for anyone else? <sighs> Mm-hmm. I would say, so I really deeply believe that kindness is honesty wrapped in respect, right? And so I think it's really important to be honest with ourselves and be honest with other people, but do it like we give a shit, right? About the other people and about ourselves. And I think it's okay to be at a point where you're like, this isn't, I'm not satisfied by what's happening in my life or what I'm getting or who's loving me or not loving me, who may or may not be rejecting me. I feel abandoned. I feel whatever, whatever I'm feeling. 
the kindness factor for me is so important. The compassion factor is so important for me because I don't want to demonize or alienate myself ever, even when I'm at a point where I can't see the good of something. And so what I really want to see more from people and hopefully the people listening and watching this podcast or however this is going to show up for them um, is to show more kindness to themselves and remove themselves from that hierarchy that we keep like I keep alluding to throughout this conversation to make it our mission to step more into compassion rather than comprehension right? I don't need to understand how it all works. I don't need to understand why you do the things that you do. I'm going to assume that you have a good reason for it. And if you don't, that's not even my problem. The fact that you're hurting is, the fact that you're feeling lost is, the fact that you don't know what to do or what your next steps are is, right? And so I would rather we show a whole hell of a lot more compassion, kindness to ourselves, and therefore by extension, irrevocably to each other. I think a lot of magic, a lot of quantum potential and prosperity can emerge from that kind of perspective rather than focusing on how we get it all to work or how we control people or manipulate people into giving us what we want. It's like, dude, just chill. (laughs) I can't even, that's like the essence of it all. It's like, chill out, be kind, show some compassion, pretend because it's often true. So you don't even need to pretend, but have the outlook or the perspective that everybody has a story that would break your heart. I heard that one time in my life and I never forgot it. When you have that perspective, you, you naturally become a lot more gentle with people. And it doesn't mean that you relinquish your boundaries or people stop respecting you just because you end up wearing your heart on your sleeve. It just means that you're a lot bolder and a lot stronger than most people and that's inspiring and inspiring in the way of like I don't need to I don't need to have people when I think of myself like I'm this beacon of light and people are I could either see it as people are scrabbling up my shores trying to get to my lighthouse and trying to steal my light or I can look at it as like they see that light in this like vast ocean of craziness chaos darkness And they are inspired and motivated and strengthened and empowered to go light their own, Mm. right? They're not not trying to feast on mine and steal mine. And I think when you have that perspective, largely because you found your power, you remembered what your power really is and that you are beloved and you are loved and connection is how you express it. Intimacy, relationships, partnering with divine energies, with your timeline, with time itself becomes so much more simple and fluid and effortless and graceful and enjoyable and delicious and all the words right so that's my little parting message is like remember kindness compassion remember your strength don't be afraid of having your boundaries crossed or having bad things happen to you all the time that kind of negative perspective is just going to create more of the same and we are playing at a different level now. We are seeing a new paradigm. We are being awakened and shown the way by so many different incredible people. I'd like to think of myself as one of them and you obviously as one of them. So let's just be in that space and not so focus so hard on um, what's not right or not working or who's not right and not working for us. Everything is serving you, everything, I promise. Mm, I love that. And um, where can we find you? Where can we reach you and work with you? So I'm mainly at the most extraordinary woman on Instagram. And you can also find me at Amara Luciano on Facebook. I definitely, I lead my business in a very different way. I don't have a website. I don't have anything that's traditional or whatever. You will find the links that you need if there's something that you're enchanted by, you want to know more on. All the things that you need will be in my bio, but again, you Google me, you'll find scattered things. Go to Instagram, find me at the most extraordinary woman, go to Facebook, find me at Amara Luciano. If you have questions, my DMs are open and that's really, that's that's it. It's so simple. (laughs) And we'll put all that in the show notes so you can like find that in there. Um, and I just want to say thank you for coming on. Thank you for sharing your wisdom and all your like just earth shattering views about everything (laughs) thank you I can't wait for this to be up and live I'm gonna like post it everywhere quote all the things I'm so excited about it I love this conversation I love what you brought to the table I felt like I was really talking with someone and not talking at someone and I think you're an amazing and I knew that was gonna happen at some point you're an amazing interviewer so thank you for having me I feel 
really, um, I feel genuinely received. And I think that's what makes this so special. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, of course. I feel like a lot of the stuff that you were saying was speaking directly to me anyway. (laughs) I was like, energetically receiving it as like okay ooh, I need to do that I've been seeing myself do that okay <laughs> so, on many levels it was received <laughs> thank you thank you for saying that that is so good for me to receive right now that's gonna make my night I feel so good this I feel so expanded by this conversation I love I can always feel like when it hits right because it doesn't feel dense at all in my body I don't feel tired I actually feel very invigorated and happy so thank you for creating a space where I could just like expand and share and express and no holds barred and had a lot of fun. Oh, thank you. Yeah, of course. And thanks everyone for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Witchy and Weird Pod. If you want to stay up to date on all the latest and greatest, follow us on the socials under Witchy and Weird Pod. And if you want to stay in contact with our host, Amanda, follow them on IG under Amanda Sakratop Intuitive and Twitter and TikTok under Amanda Sakratop. And if you love Witchy and Weird Pod and want to support all that we do, become a patron and get access to exclusive benefits like discounts on merch, bonus content, and woo-woo experiences. As usual, everything is linked in the show notes. Bye!